Hey, what's going on, folks? Bill Jr., Pure Cajun Outdoors, back with another week of Bayou Banter. Some of y'all may have listened to the prior episode where me and Swamper from Swampstick Custom Rods went over Cajun words and sayings that you may hear from time to time uh, in our TikTok lives and our videos that we post. And uh, we even mentioned someone in that video by the name of Cake Shaws. And we told y'all he was down to buy you and he talked a little bit different. Well, guess what? Today we got Swamp Sticks Custom Rods up in here again. And we also got Cake Shaws. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, people? What is going on, y'all? <laughs> so we uh we done the last episode and we explained to people that, you know, uh, there is a difference in a dialect in between the Cajun language. Me and Swamper, even, even between me and him, we had some differences in some of the way we use things. And we know for sure you got a lot of differences in the way you use things. So go ahead, uh, Cake Shaws, and start off by telling us where you originate from. So I originated from a little town south of Lockport called Valentine. And uh, I, got, I got to about the age of... 10 or 11 years old, and we moved from Valentine to Pointe-Shan, Louisiana, which is south of Homa, uh, pretty much one of the lower-lying bayous of Terrebonne Parish, which borderlines Lafourche Parish. And uh, anybody that knows South Louisiana know that Pointe-Shan is one of the, uh, how you say that, gold mines of fishing industries on the bayou, you know? Right. And see, like where I'm from, it's more swamp. I know on your end, it's a lot of marshes, a lot of wetlands, things like that, right? Yeah. So down in Pornishan, it's a lot of marsh. Uh, you got a wildlife reserve out there, um, wildlife management areas and stuff, which, I mean, I went out there about a week ago fishing and like, a lot of the stuff's changed out there because uh, with levees and whatnot, you know, to try to protect the land and the wetlands, uh, a lot of stuff's changed. But for the most part, it's still bayous and trenosses and uh, marshes and stuff like that. Right. And where I'm at, it's a lot of swamp. There's some marsh south of me, but it's a lot of cypress bottoms, tupelo bottoms, oak ridges, things like that. And I know where swamp's at over there in, in West Mississippi and everything. It's a lot more hills, high land. You don't get many swamps up there where he's at. I'm huh, swamp. There's <laughs> swamp all around me, bro. <laughs> I live in the middle of the swamp. Man, y'all planted them cypress trees in y'all yard, bro. Y'all ain't got nothing but pine trees north of I 10 up there. So so in Pornishan, um, they they actually did have a lot of swamp back in the day before, like all the saltwater intrusion and uh, uh, digging the tranosses of uh, like oil field companies coming in there digging tranosses to get to like oil wells and drill and whatnot. Now uh, a good they got a big old ridge along Pornishan on the Lafouche side. That's uh nut but swamp old cypress trees and uh actually most of the cypress trees are dead from the saltwater intrusion, you know. Right. Yeah, that's about how it happens. So yeah, we got a different type of Cajun up in here now. Uh where you at, I know there's also a, a pretty big influence from Creole and also Indians on there, the Homer Indians and things like that. So uh that might not might. That has a lot to do a little bit by why your dialect is a little different than ours. That's right. Uh, so 
a lot towards, um, I guess you get more towards the Plaquemines Parish area, which is just, it's like probably about 20 minutes at the bird flies, you know, from us. You get toward that Plaquemines Parish area, St. Landry, uh, not St. Landry, St. Charles Parish. Uh, you get a lot of more your uh, Southern Creoles and uh, Haitian French type people. And you get closer to like Lafouche and Terrebonne uh, parishes. And even parts of St. Mary Parish, you get uh, a lot of your uh, Homa, Homa Indians and um, uh, mixed Cajuns. And they got some Creole in there, but I mean, that's mostly uh, by Lafouche and Terrebonne is mostly Indians and um, uh, Native Americans and um, Cajuns, you know. Right. So, T Swamp, what you got going on over there, bro? Somebody told me it was you that you got a little dictionary you're gonna pull out and you're gonna we're gonna go over some of these words that people hear us use in our lives a lot. But there was a handful of them that we forgot that we wanted to say last last podcast. And I remember we talked about them in the live and we was like we saving it for the next one. Which ones was it? Shoot, I don't remember now. Well, I did throw one out there on purpose, kinda. Uh, if y'all want to go start with that one, the Trinos, a Trinos. Yeah, and I wanted to. That's to be honest. That was about how I was about to segue <laughs> into it. So let's kick off with that Trinos. I so, mean, over here, Trinos is probably the same thing as anywhere else. It's a a cut out in the marsh that you can pass with your pirog or with a. Now that we got mud motors. Yeah, if you're on your mud boat or whatever, Trenos yeah. is just a ditch cut into the marsh to uh, get somewhere, kind of like a small ditch, a small canal, you know. Whether it's man-made Trenos or if a hurricane came through and cut you a new one. And before, <laughs> and before they had them Trenoses and you'd have to pick up your P-Rogue like that and go across land, what they call that? A potage. Oh, you never heard that, Swamp? Never heard that. That's a portage, a trip across the land, usually carrying a boat so you can get from one body of water to the next. If you take the levee, uh, you could also get to it by going through the backside of Cotahome. They got to buy your portage. That's, uh, some people may say it a little different, but a portage is, like I say, taking your boat and carrying it across land to get from one section of water to another section of water. Hmm. Learn hmm. something new today. Y'all don't talk swamp. Y'all ain't knew that? He even taught me that. I, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, man. Who would have thought me would have had something y'all didn't know? Of course, there's a there's another word for Tronos. Uh, we call them uh, coolies also. Yeah, coolies. So a coolie, a coolie, uh, to me is like when you get to the end of the Tronos and they got the turn around. That would be a coolie down there, kind of like on a street. You got the cul-de-sac. Yeah, a coolie would be to me. I don't know if I'm I'm thinking this right, but it seemed like from what I remember, a coolie was like a turnaround. You know, like uh, at the end of the train. Now, I might be wrong, but I'm just going off of what I remember. You know. Well, I know we got like Peach Coolie back here. It's a hunting club, and it's a section of the lake that's a little turnaround in it. I'm not quite sure. There's a small ditch that runs through it, but it's basically a little cove in the back of the Lake False Point that you go through, and it's Peach Coolie, or like Swamp likes to say, a Coolie. That's right. That's how you're <laughs> supposed to say it. It's a Coolie. Coolie, bro. Coolie. 
Now, this is something y'all going to hear in this podcast a good bit. The way I talk, Swamp Talks and Cakes Talks. Three different, totally different well, sound and uh, cages. Well, well, three different, but 30 different just on my song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if y'all get to know Cakes a little bit, it's going to be, depending on what live you catch him in, it's going to be how you're going to hear him sounding. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke y'all don't take that literally don't come after me and say oh okay, Charles is faking his accent because he don't really talk like that burn, 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 burn. breaking right here on the Bayou <laughs> breaking on the Bayou Banter podcast Cake Charles has a fake accent <laughs> I think that's what I might title this episode <laughs> there you go there you go so what you looking See, like, at over like, there if I ever make my way north on 55 towards where Swamp lives, my accent start changing to like uh more that that hickish accent like yeah. they got up there over yonder ways. Start to sound a little bit more Appalachian like that. <laughs> yeah, start sounding like uh who that is, uh Geronimo. I know people here say this a lot in their lives, uh, and probably have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, it's a marijuana. A marijuana is a mosquito. Yeah. But 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 y'all y'all hear me say brulos a lot because a brulo is the gnats like when you got the uh the cloud of gnats on top of your head uh it, that's a brulo then sometimes you get the brulo that they just aggravate you and don't bite you they just right. they just all up in your hair your ears your nose your eyes and all and uh that we call the brulos down here but uh Mar-a-Gwan, or Marigwen, as people say it up north for the town, oh, here we go. Uh, is a mosquito. Right. Yeah, we call Natch Brelos too. You say Brelos, he say Brulos. What's what's going on here, bro? This is some more <laughs> that different dialect. Different side of the bar, I guess. Different, different, different pronunciation. Yeah, see, I'm not from up north, but I've always said Marigwen too, because I'm I stayed right there by the town for a little while. And the people in it, that's how I always heard them say it before I ever heard it the way y'all say it. You know, uh, Marigwin. Marigwin? Yes. I guess, I guess when you get, like, uh, down the bar, it's, it's more broken English, you know, and it's like you get it to the Marigwin, you know. It, it, you talk so fast, you know. I, it, they might be saying Marigwin, but they might be talking so fast it comes out Marigwin. <laughs> yeah, could be. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes when them Cajuns get excited, they talk fast, fast like that. Yeah, I guess they do. And even if they ain't talking in Cajun, they still talk fast. I do that quite often. <laughs> yeah, that's it's something fast. I've always told people. If you want to understand what somebody talking fast like that is saying, don't listen to what they're saying. Listen through it. You I can't do. try to hear. You can't try to hear every word. Yeah. You gotta context. You gotta clues. listen. You gotta listen to all of it, and then pick pieces out and figure out what they said. <laughs> I think he said alligator, neutra, uh, duck, caiman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the alligator was chasing the neutra, and the duck jumped, so he shot that tea dead for supper him. <laughs> Yo, man, Let's go over alligator. This is something that everybody always asks that's from out of state. Do we have alligators in our backyard? Holy moly. You know, that's that's a common thing. And and even though it's not a word that I use a whole lot, uh in, in French that is, uh let's let's go over that and address alligator in French. So an alligator is a caillou. Uh 
down here we say Kaimo, which uh, there's plentiful alligators everywhere around where I'm at. I mean, it, it's you you can walk down the street and go to the uh, nearest bayou and look in the bayou and see an alligator. You know, now uh, we swim in the bayous with the alligators. You know, like uh, I I don't I don't think I ever remember growing up anybody ever getting attacked by an alligator that I can remember. No. That's but a Florida I'm thing. not saying I'm not saying they don't attack, but it's not like a uh it's not like a uh, the crocodile, you know. Right. And yeah. I've always through my grandfather who was a Richard from St. Landry Parish in that area over there, St. Martin Parish, it was always a cocodrie. Yeah, that's what we always called them too, a cocodrie. <laughs> so yeah, cocodrie is another word for uh alligator. Uh cocodrie, that's where the town cocodrie uh south of uh, Chauvin got its name because of the alligator. Right. And, and I mean, I believe in, in France French, if I remember right, it's an alligator. <laughs> I think that's just a France accent. Yeah, that's just a French accent. <laughs> that's just how people from French say it in English. Yeah. The thing about Cajun French is so Cajun French is a mixture of you got a mixture of France French, Quebec French, uh uh Nova Scotia French, Haitian French, uh Cre which Creole Creole French pretty much is Haitian French, you know? So you start mixing all these different Frenches together, and that's how you end up with all these multiple different dialects like we have, yeah. you know? So you never heard a Kaimon before, but that's that's how we say it out here, a Kaimon, like you're doing the uh, alligator dance, you know? When you're doing the alligator, you're doing the Kaimon. I'm Don't ask me to spell that, neither. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times we can't spell none of this. We just know how to say right. it. Sometimes we don't even say them right. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't learn how to spell and uh, read and write all this in school. We learned this picking it up as we grew up. Right, because uh, we went over this already they, in the last podcast. You know, they didn't want to teach us this, so we just had to listen to a Blu-ray game and pick up on what we could. Exactly, and like. When I was a kid, I remember my mom and all telling me stories. When they went to school, they they couldn't speak French. And if they spoke French in school, the teacher would make them put their hand out and they get hit in the knuckles with a ruler. Yeah. Yep. Well, make them wear dunce caps and sit in the corner, all kind of bad things. Unless they uh playing bourree and then everybody's talking. <laughs> and everybody fighting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Growing up, man, I remember going to my the grandpa I just was talking about was on my on my mom's side. But growing up, I go to my on my mom's side. They didn't. It was basically my grandmother, my grandpa. It was the only elder people I knew on that side, the family too much. But on my dad's side, I knew a ton of them. Uh, that was the Richards, the Stellies, the the Benoit's and stuff like that. So uh, every summer we would go spin up there and, and come payday. On a Thursday or Friday, depending on when, when my grandpa paid everybody because he owned his own roofing company and the whole family worked for him. So he knew how much money they had when they started that Blu-ray game that night. And we knew that that's when things was getting intense because they would all be talking. You can understand everything that was going on. But the minute you heard that first French word fly, 
you knew somebody was about to get punched in the mouth. <laughs> so, so I know. So down here we played like the old people and all played a lot of Bure, but they also played a lot of Pedro too. Do y'all have that up there where y'all at? Like Pedro games and stuff like that. Man, it was Bure and Bure only. Yeah, Bure and Bure only was all I ever seen. So down here, uh, besides Bure, we had a game called Pedro. They uh. It depends on which bar you're from. Because you go to Terrebonne Paris, they play Cutthroat Pedro, and you go to Lafouche Paris, they play play uh follow suit. So you you can never have a game with people from Terrebonne Paris come play in Lafouche because they want to play Cutthroat, and you can't go be from Lafouche and go play a Terrebonne Paris because they want to, you know, play follow suit. So. I mean, I've been to a couple of Pedro tournaments and all, and it's like, yeah, we play in file of suit, you know? So, <laughs> And for <laughs> y'all that don't know Bure, uh, I, I don't say it, it's a card game. Uh, it's a card game that they played, and uh, it, would, it would get violent sometimes, even amongst family. You know what I mean? And they'd yeah, always try to start off, we're only going to play for a quarter, quarter hand. Yeah. Okay, that never lasted. Yeah, because Bure was a, a more of a like a gambling game, you know. It was always money involved, and the bad thing about Bure is, is if you go and you try to uh, play that game, and you you decide to play, and you don't make at least one book, if that pot is like five six hundred dollars, you gotta match that pot. Yeah. If you don't match that pot, somebody's taking your tractor or your P-Rog, your fishing line, <laughs> they're taking something. They're going to get $500 word out of you. Well, you see, to go take it out your rear end before you make it out the door. Well, you see, that was the thing with my grandpa, man. He, Like I said, all his kids and you know all my uncles and the, the, the strays he would pick up off the streets and let live over there, uh, that's who was all in his roofing company. So he knew how much they made. And when they sat down to that Blu-ray table in the afternoon, man, uh, he used to deal cards at uh he he owned a little place where he dealt cards at uh I think it was Stelly's Halfway, something like that. And uh so he, he knew how to play. But if you were winning, and let's just say y'all started this game and you got up a hundred bucks and you was like, Hey man, I made some money, I'm gone. He's not gonna let you leave that table without a fight. You gonna sit down and you gonna give me a chance to not just win my money back, but we gonna play till I win it back. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you did not sit there, he would threaten you with kicking you out the house, gonna throw you on the street. But you was gonna sit there and let him play you till he had a chance to get his money back. It wasn't. So no... I got a question for y'all because uh, I mean, not really anybody south of the Fouche Parish uh called it this, but what do y'all call the back of a pickup truck? Just the bed. The bed of the truck. So down here, we call the back of a pickup truck the kiss. The kiss? The kiss. Like, if you're going to put some fishing lines, a bucket, a champagne, you're going to put that in the kiss of your truck, your ice chest, you know? Hey, put that put that ice chest in the kiss, you know? I ain't never heard it called that. Yep. The only other people that I've heard... The only other place I've heard people like around, um, I've heard, I've talked to people from like around Marksville and all, they say they call it the Kess. And uh, 
I think it, I want to say it might have been Bill Platt or Maurice or something. I had talked to somebody a while back that said they also do. But like not too many places like in Louisiana call the back of a pickup truck a kiss. No, because I've never heard it. But that made me think about when you're talking about loading stuff up. This is a word that's going to probably get thrown around. And I, I don't. I just know it's something we always say, and I know a lot of people don't know what we're talking about when we use the word poodle. <laughs> but with duck season coming up, and we've been talking about duck hunting and people coming up, and then they're always asking us, what does a poodle You know? A poodle is a poodle. I don't know no other word for a poodle. I guess a poodle is, is a black bird with a white beak, and it yeah. is good, and you can shoot 15 of them. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is a poodle is better better eating than a duck. And some people argue that with me until they blew in the face. But I'd rather a poodle over a duck any day. But I believe uh, it's what most people call a coot, right? I think so. I think it I think it is a coot. Yeah, I think yeah, it's just it's a coot. Because uh, you a don't even coot. see it in the hunting pamphlet. They ain't got poodle in the hunting pamphlet. No. <laughs> you go in the hunting pamphlet and it says uh, coot. I'm like, what's a coot? <laughs> you know? But we get a bunch of people up in uh, I, and I guess while we on birds, let's go over Grobeck. So Grobeck is a big. A Grobeck is a bird with a big beak. Right, which is yeah, but it ain't the one with the big curvy beak. That's a Beckrosh. That's right. a Beckrosh. So, so you gotta listen listen to the way the way the French word comes out. So they call it a Grobeck because Gro is big. And beck means beak. And uh, so a grow beck would be a big beak. A big mm. cross, which is a beak that's cross. Cross means crooked. Yeah. Right. Crooked beak. Now. Which fall of y'all out there, big cross is an ibis. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I know we can't uh, really talk like that. But so like on, I guess, Cajun's in, which we, me and uh, Susie Ray have gone through this back and forth. So uh, if you want to say kiss my, you know what, you would say on my end, we say uh, which means kiss my, you know what. Right. On y'all end, I think y'all say uh, which means the same thing, but back, uh, back B-E-C means like the beak of a bird, you know. So I guess that's kind of how the different dialect come in you know right i don't know man i was only taught a few of those uh those no-no words growing up yeah uh, that's, why, that's up. why i'm kind of censoring what i'm saying you know i looked up who'll do in the boat in, in the boat in the book and it does say coot yeah <laughs> yeah that's what i figured it was a coot <laughs> i don't know i don't know what poodle literal translation is to though you know <laughs> That's his literal translation. Yeah. So or that you gotta break down uh, uh, the pull pull part of pull do uh-huh. is a hen fowl in general. And then pull do is a coot. Mm-hmm. Well, I figure pool would come from like the uh term for like a hen or a chicken, you know, like a right. pool, like kind of like a marsh chicken, you know, pool do. Right. But a marsh chicken and a poodoo is two different birds. Yeah, right. exactly. A marsh hen, a marsh hen, and a and a poodoo is two different things. The marsh hens are gallinules. Yeah, gallinule. 
So yeah. I mean, I'm more. But that's a good eating too, yeah. Oh, I guess oh, it yeah. is. That's better than food, dude. What y'all, what y'all, uh, I guess while we're on the topic of eating in these words, what y'all prefer more, man, pool doodle or back crush? No comment. <laughs> Kick slowly turned his head like, huh? I, I had to think about that one because uh... he had to think about answering that one honestly or correctly. They kind of like when I got stopped by the wildlife at Fairfield when I was a kid, man, I was. I was hunting them up, Big Cross, and uh, the, they say, man, you know, that's illegal to kill that. I say, oh, no, man, that's some good eating. He goes, oh, yeah, what that tastes like? I say, I don't know, similar to brown pelican. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of like brown pelican, then. Yeah, it kind of tastes like brown pelican a little bit. Yeah, so for y'all that don't know, uh, Big Cross and Grobeck, you can't kill neither one. They're not huntable birds. At least in Louisiana. Protected species. No, it's everywhere. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure. I just knew for sure here. Just like the brown pelican. You can't go around killing no brown pelican. And it sure yeah. don't seem like there's a shortage of none of them. So I don't know why they're... I mean, I know kind of like with the back cross a little bit because they kind of just sit around. They, You get one, the, they ain't, the other ones ain't even going to fly away. Well, that's kind of uh, like the neutral, man. When I was a kid, you used to see neutral in your backyard. You don't they they hunted down the neutral so much that you don't see hardly any neutral anymore. Yeah, but you don't see as much erosion in the marsh and the swamp neither. No, you don't. But the we thing still about got that a is zillion around here, all in the crawfish pond, they got neutrals. The thing about the the neutral is they they blame. I don't know if we want to open that can of worm, but. They blame the uh, neutral for all this erosion when if you go on any map of South Louisiana and you look at the way the land is and all, most of the erosion is from the oil field companies coming in here digging transosses in the uh, marshes and opening up bayous and waterways throughout our marshes. And that's what caused the saltwater intrusion and the erosion of the marshes is more the oil field companies than the uh neutral right yeah we we know the truth <laughs> all i'm saying is over here where i'm at in st mary Parish, from about the calumet coming this way it's the only place on the louisiana coastline that's actually growing coast every year the word i was i heard y'all talking is um uh, y'all say the green me like the green me talking about the bottom of the pot uh -huh. so, so like down here we say the the grimy old or the the grot, uh, like talking about the bottom of the pot. We talking about like the grot or grimy old, but like on y'all end, y'all say the grimies, you know. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying it's right. That's just the way we've always heard it, the grimies. I know, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I never heard the word. I don't think I ever heard the word grimy used like for that until like TikTok. Like until I got on TikTok, I don't think I ever heard like I heard Grimmy Old or or like the Grimmy Old at the bottom of the pot or the grot, you know. I've heard that before used for uh like the bottom of the pot, you know. Well, right. according, grot, according uh, to the dictionary the book. According <laughs> to the dictionary the grass, book. The grass at the bottom of the pot, you know? Yeah. The the the, the 
definition that I have here for grimillo is crumbs, small bits of anything. Mm -hmm. So, so in the dictionary, it shows grimillo with the O at the end. Mm. Just grimillo. A grimillo. And no, they got grimier is to crumble. That's like if you're gonna crumble something up. Mm -hmm. And they got gratons, cracklings, which yeah, I mean, we already knew that. Yeah. Yeah, grimier ton cœur, uh, grimier ton cœur that crumbles somebody's heart. So that makes sense. So that's another thing I learned, like about from TikTok. So graton means crackling in French is what it means. Right. So like mm -hmm. you get you get on the west side, like toward Lafayette, they call it all like all their that graton, they call it cracklings over there. Cracklings and pork skins or whatever on, on the Lafayette side. Down here, we don't call it uh cracklings, we call it graton. You know, like you you're cooking pork skins, you're making graton, you know. Well, just, That's just them not saying it in uh, Cajun French. Well, I mean, the gratons are crackling. Pork skin, like, and I've seen some people refer to we selling pork skins over here, chicharrones or whatever. And then when we would have gratons or cracklings, to me those had meat on it. Pork skins was just the skin, and and that's just the way that our family. If you had a graton, that means you got meat on it. It ain't just the yeah, skin. Yeah, you got you got the fat and the meat on it yeah. attached to the skin. Right, that's right. a graton, you know. Right, but like and, if you go like to uh, a couple of them places, like on the on the interstate and all that, sell the gratons and all, they got it listed as cracklings. Even though they got the the fat and the meat attached, they still got it as cracklings, you know. And we just, I never, I never really heard the term cracklings until. Uh, I got older, you know, because we always call it a graton. Right. I, I've heard it. My family used both of them. Uh, they never, they never used the term pork skin because we knew pork skin was just something totally different. But so I like, know some people that use pork skin as gratons too is not the same. Right. So like we, well, we, we I guess what we kind of called a crackling would be like a, a a pork rind, you know, like just the skin. Yeah. And then like your 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 skin, your uh fat and your meat attached would be a graton, which it all means the same thing. It all means a crackling in, in French. It's just the reference uh of it, you know? Right. Well, I mean if you go buy a, a bag of cracklings from the store, there ain't no meat on them. Not like I'm talking about like the ones you buy, like the ones I eat all the time you buy at the regular store that says yeah, like crackling the or, lake or whatever yeah, but... yeah, that they Crackling slash chicharrones. There's there's no meat on them. That's just the skins. That's just pork skins. But yeah. they sell them as cracklings, and I'm like, it's not the same, man. No, not to not. me. It's not the same to anybody. Well, maybe to them, T Swamp. And well, let's address this because we see this all the time too. We use it a lot when people come in. The word T T is little. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you go if you go down the body, especially I'm gonna use Pornishan for instance. Everybody in Pornishan, every guy every boy that pretty much lived in Pornishan got the 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 letter T in front of their name. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even if they big, they still T. T. Everybody's <laughs> T. Now you get you get down like by La and all, uh 
if you're a little boy, they used to say nag. Cajuns were exiled to South Louisiana. We were exiled down here, and our ancestors freaking made do with what they had, and they they pretty much sent us down here to die. And well, they uh, all they they sold a bunch of us, and. The Cajuns got along with the Indian down here, traded. Uh, they showed each other how to cultivate the land and got along with the Indian down here and the Creoles. The runaway the slaves. Yeah, and I mean, when you look at, uh, I'm not get, I'm not getting it. I'm not bringing this into politics, but I'm just saying, when you look at the world as a whole, like when you look at the United States, how it's going, Louisiana is probably the only state that doesn't have all that stuff going on in it. Well, they try to say we do, though. <laughs> they, they try to say we do, but we're the most united freaking state out here. You know? I don't know, bro. You start to get up there at North Alexandria. I don't trust none of them places up there. All right. Yeah, but south that ain't Louisiana no more. Oh, yeah. You got to stay south I-10, man. I tell anybody that. If y'all come here, you got to stay south I-10. Otherwise, just go visit Arkansas. You know, uh... Tifi, Neg, like Tifi is a little girl, like Neg mm-hmm. is, is a little boy. And I, I know we, I know we use it a lot, and people start to think, "Well, that's his name, T." It's like, no, that's just what we say for little. Like if yeah. if you was to have a son, or if I did T Bill, you know, uh, they called me that a lot growing up because I am a junior, so I was T Bill to a lot of people. Now, obviously, I grew that because uh, that only lasted so long. Uh, but that's just T. That's what that is. No. Nunk is we is a term we use for uncle. I believe we talked about that already in the last one. Uh, you know, but they hear you say that a lot. Nunk, nunk, that's my uncle. Yeah, but that's you're how you you're that's, how you, that's how you say uh uh Annie in French. No, no, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nunk and taunt. Taunt is the ants. And T-Tones is the things you ain't got. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that turn you nunk into you needed it to begin with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Got they don't, they gross they don't. Oh, yeah, got they don't. Now, what's hey, the... We use that a lot, and I done said it a lot. Y'all go ahead and give what's the, the literal, like... I, I, I don't want to say literal, but when we say got they don't, like what God they don't mean for y'all. The way I use it is like, oh man, come on, bro. What the heck? You know what yeah, I'm saying? God they don't. Yeah, like that's that's the way I've always used it, and my family's always used it. Like, what the hell is going on here, man? What are you doing? Come on. Man, God they don't. Yeah, I mean it could it it's funny because there's a lot of other things like this too. So when you say God they don't, it depends how you say it and how you use it. Right. Because it could be like, man, are you serious? Or did you see that? So, you know, it's still like, are you serious? But you you like, man, did you see that? I, th- I think yeah. that's what it means. Like, uh, <clears throat> it's something like, did you see that? Or uh, or look at that or something like that. God, they don't. Now, uh, there's also on this end, another word for that is tawapasa. Wapasa? Did you see that? Wapasa? Tawapasa. Tawapasa. Did you see that? And alone. Alone. Alone mean let's go. Let's go. Yeah, come on, let's go. <clears throat> alone. Or uh Galaba. Galaba? 
You ever heard Galaba? I don't know. I think I've always heard Galafa or Galafad. Galafad. Galafa. Yeah, Galafa. Galaba, Galafa is pretty much the same thing. There's them different dialects kicking in. <laughs> a brulee. Depending on where you're at in the state, a brulee is, is either, you know, some parts of the state that's like the burnt cane field or the burnt stubble in the cane field. And other parts of the state, a brulee is a stump. Right. So have you have you ever heard of a briche? I've heard of getting briche. You know what that is, a briche? I don't think I know this one. Like somebody grab you by the head and they take that knuckle and rub it on your head like that? They oh, call that a briche? A knuckle sandwich? No, that's a, uh, who used to call no that a, uh, noogie. a noogie? A noogie. <laughs> I know <laughs> one that is used differently amongst the Cajun people is a goujon. Yeah. So a goujon, y'all just refer it to as a catfish, right? I refer to it as yellow cats, flat. Yeah, yellow cat. So we call we what we call a goujon is I guess a yellow cat or a mud cat. Uh see to me a mud cat is a bullhead. Yeah, but we used to call them a washwadon, a mud cat. Yeah. Now mashwadon is a hardhead cat, we call that. A mashwadon. Not a mashwadon. I know that's a hardhead, a washwadon. A washwadon? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've always I've never I've never heard nobody referred to as a goujon, flathead, opelousas cat, spotted cat, yellow cat, as a mud cat. But then when you talk about a blue cat or a eel cat, you know, it's a, a Barbie blue or a Barbie longy. And they're all catfish. <laughs> yeah, they all catfish. They all poison on their shell. Yeah. I like them little the ones I call mud cats is the same ones I call polywogs. Now, whenever I use the word polywog, most people look at me because they think I'm talking about tadpoles or frogs or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's what I've always called them little bullheads slash a mud cat. It's a polywog. So y'all call a, a frog a crapo, which is that, I mean, that is uh, French for a crapo is a, is a frog. But so the way we refer to a crapo is like uh a bug in your nose, you know, that's a crapo. <laughs> Man, you got a frog in your nose, you? Man, you got a frog, you pull in a frog out your nose, you, you got a crapo in there? Yo. And then, like, another another word for a uh, frog is a wawadon. I've heard them called that as well. We're going to talk about what these Cajun Reeboks is, though. I know Kex and them call them down to buy your Reeboks and Laplace Nikes and all of these different things there. Y'all heard us talk about this. When we say Cajun Reeboks, it's just typically the 12-inch white rubber boot, shrimpers boot, whatever y'all want to call them. Uh, that's what we call Cajun Reeboks. Like I said, every little town adopted some variation of it, though, to, to try to make it their own. What y'all call them, Kicks? Uh, Cajun Reebok, Cajun Reebok, white shrimp boots. Yeah. Cajun Adidas. He's in Nikes. Yeah, it's just, it's got all <laughs> kind of names. So if y'all ever hear us refer to that in a live, you're going to get you some Cajun Reeboks. It's just typically the little short white shrimp of boots. Not all these fancy deck boots y'all wearing today that's, you know, come up to the ankles. We're talking about shrimp of boots. 
12 inches from the floor to the top. And when you really get fancy, you mark the 12 inches out so you know when it's getting deep. <laughs> Another one is, uh, uh, we were talking about pig earlier, a cochon. A cochon. cochon. Uh, we, we do say cochon a lot when we refer to a pig, and a pig is a cochon. And we can go ahead and talk about it, I guess, right now, because it's technically two different things, I guess, like a boucherie. A boucherie technically is just a butcher of almost anything, but we almost use boucherie specifically when we're dealing with hogs. Yeah, so right, a boucherie, I mean, mo most of, most of uh, what we did back in the day at boucherie a pig, you know, and I mean, everybody ate, you know, like yeah. the whole neighborhood, the whole town would eat off of one pig. And, and what, <coughs> what we use would, every part of the pig for a boucherie. Yeah, every part. The only everything. part you can't use, everything except for the oink. You can't use the oink. Yeah, we would, the way we did it, and for y'all that's just listening, man, we, when we had a boucherie, we'd be up, and it was old school. Not with some of the stuff these people do today, though, but we'd have 55-gallon drums. We'd build us a fire, set them on there, get the water balling, get some burlap sacks, some sheets or whatever. Uh, that's normally what the men will be up bright and early doing. The women will be up making coffee because we're going to be drinking coffee all day. The men's going to be outside butchering the pigs, quartering them up. The women's going to be in the house getting the boudin ready, uh, cutting the onions to make the boudin and getting the casings ready. And then we're going to start balling and making the hog head cheese the same day. We're going to be making cracklings. Like everything is going to go in one day because we're just going to cook a lot, but then also it's going to get divided amongst the family that's there, you know, and sometimes uh, those days was designated because more than one family would come together and bring six, seven, eight, nine, ten hogs together to do it right. all in one day, and so it's a cooking thing, man, it's a Man, I used to enjoy. We still try to do one every year. We haven't done one the last couple of years. I, I think it's been about a year, two years, maybe since we've done one. But we normally try to do one every year uh, around January, around Mardi Gras time. Yeah, uh -huh. and he got you. You kind of touched on it a little bit. So, like when you kill the pig and all that, yeah, he was talking about uh, balling the water and and burlap sack. So what you do is you put the burlap sack on that pig skin. You pour that boiling water on that burlap, you heat up that skin, and then you get your big field knife, and you scrape that hair off that skin, so that way the uh, skin's all nice and clean. That way you can make your uh, gratons with that skin. That's right. right. Now, Swamp, I want you to go ahead and mark what time it is right now, because I don't know if you detected it, but Kex just went full Appalachia while he was explaining that. And I don't know if it's because he got that chew in his mouth or what. Now, what you're going to do right there is you're going to get that big old blade and you're scrape that thing there nice yeah. and tight. He was, he, was like he, he was talking like he he was talking like lives long. up there above Albany again. Oh, I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> he went full-fledged on it. I you know what on. it is? I was looking at, I was looking at, uh, at Swamp whenever I was talking like that. Nah, I don't know what it was, I don't know what it was, but I'm definitely gotta. I'm gonna make sure I amplify the volume on just this part for K. It's Come gonna on, go. Now. Oh, I'm telling you, you was in it deep, bro. <laughs> it might, it might have something to do with that dip in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. What you gonna do there is you're gonna buy all that water now. It's not like you were from Van Cleve, Mississippi, man. <laughs> now, maybe so. <laughs> so, which one of y'all ever got the undesirable job of? Stirring the blood to keep her from coagulating so you could make your blood boot down. My family didn't do blood boot down a whole lot, though. 
So But you I see down do here, it. down here they make they would make a blood stew. They make a stew with the blood. Yeah, we always made the sausage or the boudin with the blood. Yeah, we uh we never made sausage. It was only boudin and we like I don't remember my family ever keeping the blood for that. You know what I mean? They got me they got me with that one time. I had to stir that with the spoon and then the next year I went in the house and got the uh the blender. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's like uh my my grandparents and all used to uh eat like the uh pig feet and the tail and the ears and all that. And they would eat the uh the uh the tripe and and uh what that other thing the chitlins and all that you know yeah and uh it's like now you you hear about all that like man that's freaking nasty but dude sometimes if if you had a poor family you know you get the scraps at a boucherie you know you you wouldn't yeah. get the uh you wouldn't get to have the actual meat the farmer yeah. would give the uh scraps you know to the uh poor people you know that lived in the community yeah you wasn't getting that tenderloin you wasn't getting them in cut chops you wouldn't get none of that not at all none of them big rows and then you know so that's that's the boucherie but then also you got the and it's real similar to it i know they got it up there in north louisiana around ville platte or something like that the conchon delay which is the little suckling pigs that they do you know right. uh they, that's that's the whole festival is just about that, and it's them little roasters, man, and perfect size little hogs. If you ask me, that's them cook them whole tight, uh, tight. But yeah, on delay, I think that's pounders. I think that literally translates to like suckling pig or something like that, right? Real close. A cushion delay, I think, is more of like a uh, when you dig a hole in the ground and you you bury the pig and you cook it in the ground. That's more of a cushion delay when people. Uh, from South Louisiana, talking about Couchon de Lay, and that's not what they do here. It they they put them on. They, so it's all fires above the ground. They don't they don't do it luau style. I I think Couchon de Lay though literally translates to suckling pig though. Maybe so. I I really don't know. Like we never we never really use the word the term Couchon de Lay down here. It's more is a boucherie, whether it be uh you was cooking it on a rotisserie, you know. Uh, or what you know because uh we we got a cajun microwave that we use to cook hogs in quite a bit which is the same thing as buried them in the ground it's just all above ground down here down here you you, you can't bury a hole and, and cook a pig in the in the ground because you're gonna you go five uh you go five or six inches into the ground you you're hitting water down here <laughs> <laughs> the water table very high down here right yeah, conchon de lait, which literally translates to suckling pig. I thought that's what it was. Yeah, it's just the little baby ones, man. Earlier you were talking about a uh a couillon, like how we say couillon a lot in the uh so another word that goes with couillon that we use a lot, and I know down here we use it a lot, is patula. Like somebody patula, they they're not all there, you know. Like right. usually, if you refer to a couillon, they usually patula. Do y'all use that word a lot? Uh -uh. Or that phrase? I've heard it here and there, but I don't use it. I've never used it or heard it. Somebody patula that means not all there in French. 
Not but uh, I think I think that's the difference between uh just being a clown and being silly and actually yeah. being touched. <laughs> yeah. So what about like RV? Yeah, you, when you're oh, hungry yeah. for something, y'all get the RV. Yeah, that's man. I get RV to do more than just eat. I get RV to go hunt. I get RV <laughs> to go fish. That's what we was. That's one of the words we were supposed to bring up. Swamp the RV. I got the RV to go fishing. I, you know, you see somebody eating something. Oh, boy, I got the RVs. No. Oh, I got another one y'all talked about last week that uh, what you said, kind of. So you was talking about the Bobbin, like uh, passing a car out on the uh, Bobbin. So you say the Bobbin is the lips, but we always use the Bobbin like uh, somebody, <laughs> somebody mad or sad. You say you got the Bobbin because uh, you're sad, you know, you got the, the pouty lips, you know. Oh, that's what we say, you you boudin. Yeah, Boudin. Yeah, you Boudin. You're hanging up for a moose. Yeah, Boudin is another one. Uh, like, if you Boudin, you know, you got the, uh, you sad or whatever, but you pout. You Boudin, you got the Bobin, the girl Bobin. The big yeah, you lip. get big when you hang it. It always said the boy, stop Boudin if I give you a reason to Boudin. Now, do y'all, what do y'all call the big? Wood carpenter bees and all. Y'all got a name for that in French? I don't. I just call them I wood don't. bees. We call them a boudon down here. A boudon? Yeah, a boudon. A boudon bee. Huh? What y'all call was? We call a was a gap. Yeah, that's what we call it too, a gap. Gap. A was is a gap. We are, uh, uh, shoot. What is that other word? Uh, uh cabri. You know what a cabri is? Never mm -hmm. heard that one. So a cabri is a goat in French. But the way we used to use a cabri, kind of like you, somebody uh, would be picking their corn out their their butt, and you say, where well, you going to the show? You know, you, you're picking your seat. But we call that a cabri, too. Like, you, you got the cabri, your, uh, your butt ate your corn you know? The cabri. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, goats eat anything, though. Yeah, so this one I think is pretty much universal that we all use a champagne or a champagne. Do y'all call a bushel a champagne or a champagne? We call, call it a champagne. Champagne baskets. Yeah, champagne basket. Yeah, I call I yeah. call a champagne my cousin. And <laughs> <laughs> if you if you down the bar and somebody says uh, go get me the champagne, you better not come back with a bottle of bubbly. No, oh, they, they, they're talking about what a lot of people just use for laundry baskets, uh, but it's got the holes in it. Uh, that's what we refer to when we say champagne is champagne basket. See, a lot of people use it for fishing, for shrimp, and for crab. They're just good in general because you yeah, can soak stuff in the water. Made, they got something that's made specific for commercial fishermen. I don't yeah, we always call that a champagne. Too technical with them like that. But, uh, Hey, man, it was good talking with y'all about this. We definitely going to have to have some more parts of this. You know, I think the people, y'all make sure y'all had y'all pen and pad because I done told y'all before when y'all listen to this and then y'all still coming our lives, we're going to quiz y'all on this. We're going to say some of these words and y'all better get them right. You ain't going to win nothing, but at least we'll know you're listening. And Can I give a shout out real thank quick? Thank you for listening. Yeah, uh, so we appreciate y'all for coming by Kicks. We know you you pretty big on TikTok, man. You got a real big following. Uh, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you on social media and find your content. 
You can find me uh Kick Shells at TikTok. That's K-E-K-S-H-A-W-S. You can find me on Facebook under Wayland, W-A-Y-L-O-N, Kick Shells. That's my uh Facebook and any other platform pretty much is Kick Shells, like uh whether it be Instagram or or uh Snapchat or any of them. I kind of shied away from from all my platforms for a while, but I'm kind of slowly getting back into it. So, yeah, and y'all go check him out. He does a lot of a lot of. It's not all that, but it's a lot of. He does some stitching and stuff for people who do cooking and use certain words, and he's got a lot of funny, good content on there, man. Y'all should definitely go check him out. You got any shout outs you want to give, man? Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Ben Moore Performance Beats out there. a good friend of mine and he's trying to get out there with his beats and uh i just want to promote him a little bit you know get him out there if y'all order anything from him use the code swamper 10 or just tell him kick y'all sent y'all and he'll hook y'all up with some good beats out there and if y'all want to talk to him y'all come in the lives because he is always up in there it's ben wild performance baits you can find him on tiktok send him a message he's got the website too right ben wild performance baits yeah, I believe so. Y'all can check him out there. Benoit's Performance Beats dot myshopify.com. There y'all go. Or if you find any of these guys' uh TikTok pages, I believe they have the links directly to it. Y'all could also find it like that. Yep. I got y'all the link in my bio on TikTok for sure. And y'all it's in my can, link tree. So anyways, can, y'all find my link tree is gonna be in there. And tell us where they could find you like that. Swamp. They know TikTok, but we might have new listeners right now. Well, we can find me at TikTok and at uh, uh, Facebook at SwampsticksCustomRods.com. And that's S-W-A-M-P-S-T-I-X-X, CustomRods.com. Correct. Uh, it's also spelled the same way across all his other social media platforms. Y'all be sure to hit him up. Y'all looking for them good custom fishing rods from ice fishing to marlin fishing and everything in between. He got you covered, bro. And... uh. Y'all know me, Pure Cajun Outdoors, man, across all social media platforms. We appreciate y'all listening. Drop some comments. Let us know that y'all listening to this in the section. I try to review them. If you got any questions, email me at purecajunoutdoors at gmail.com. And, man, we're going to catch y'all on the next one.